y'all. This is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 24. And so today is another um, case where I'm not quite sure where I first heard about the case, but I tend to find these cases out of nowhere. And then like, so a little background into my notes and how I keep these cases I'll write like the person of the case and then like a short description so this case when I looked at it was a murder case and so I just wrote murder next to it but what has happened with a lot of these cases that we've already done is that it turns out that the case is a lot more than just the murder whatever I originally thought it was and so again this is one of those cases that just the things this guy does before the actual murder is wild. And so it was fun to research this one um, and bring to the table and bring to y'all and be able to talk about this. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right into this one. So we're going to be talking about Daniel LaPlante. We'll start with the story. I mean, the story starts when he's a teenager. Um, I guess, just like any other teenager, I don't know if this is what they do nowadays, to pass time, he breaks into people's houses and takes their possessions. But not only does he do this, he just moves items around to show that someone was there without being totally obvious, which I think is worse than just taking stuff. Like, in my home, if you're moving stuff around, it's gone. Oh, 100%. So we have, this This kind of goes and ties in with it. Um, we have a lady at my work, and, like, she's basically, she's the janitor, cleaner, whatever uh-huh. you want to call it. And so she'll come in and clean our offices, you know, every couple weeks. And and she's absolutely the best. But the thing is, <laughs> like, like, she'll move, like, my, my computer monitors at work, they're uh, adjustable. Right. And so, and they're, anyway, I get them. I'm one of those OCD people where it has to be like perfectly right. blind. And so like one will be higher than the other. And then like some papers that I had, like I needed them to stay right there. She's moved them over to the other side. So I get that. And I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think that almost be more frustrating to. Than just taking stuff. Yeah. is like moving it right over here, but I'm never going to look over there right. because it's supposed to be right here. So anyways. And that's also why I get in trouble with my wife of <laughs> she's, starts to come in here and clean and i tell her not to because then i don't know how, right I don't any idea where my stuff is so <laughs> so that uh, this is just what he does to pass the time but in 1986 he gets a hold of a phone number in an address and he thinks it might be from a house that he's already robbed before but this house belongs to brian andrews and his two two daughters annie who's 15 and jessica who is eight When Daniel figures out who exactly lives at this house, he becomes interested in Annie because she's closer to his age. So he starts calling the house, asking for her, and just starts up a conversation, nothing crazy. Annie, on her side, thinks that one of her friends might have given her phone number to Daniel, so she doesn't think much of it, and their relationship forms. Daniel describes himself as athletic, blonde, good-looking, and convinces Annie to go on a date with him. 
when Daniel shows up and is nothing like he described, this is basically like strike one for Annie. Like she's like, okay, bud. Is this the first iteration of catfishing? <laughs> exactly. So Daniel on this date, Daniel becomes fixated on Annie's mother's recent death from cancer. Just asking inappropriate questions and wanting to hear details about the death of her mother in particular which just makes annie say yeah dude this is strike two and three like you're out we're done and so she denies a second date well daniel doesn't take this very well and he decides to break into annie's home it doesn't stop there of course not. he takes it a step further and he finds a crawl space where he decides to move in for the next two months. So now you have Daniel who is living in the walls of this poor girl's house and he starts to torment Annie and her sister. Wow. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'm looking into this murder case and then you've got boys living in walls. (laughs) I was like what this is taking a very sharp 90 degree turn right here. hardcore so during this time that daniel is living there the sisters try to get in contact with their mother by performing a seance in the basement so they really don't expect much to happen so when they're finished they go upstairs and kind of in bed and they're lying in bed and then they start hearing knocks on the walls cue, so- cue the spooky ghost music <laughs> right So they take this as like, oh my gosh, what we did worked, and this is our mom communicating with us. So they start asking questions, and then they start receiving knocks back and taking that as answers, not knowing that it's just Daniel on the other side of the wall. So then, if men living in your walls isn't enough, it gets crazy here because the knocking starts to happen in the middle of the night, waking the girls up. And then continues to follow them around the house. So then they start to notice that things are going missing or being moved. Then they come home and all of the furniture will be arranged. Like the whole living room will be flipped around. So now the girls are thinking, yo, this ain't mom. Like we're being haunted. Something is not right here. (laughs) Something is wrong. So there are many times that the girls run over to the neighbor's house while their dad is at work, but their dad never believed them when they would tell him like what was happening. So now they start receiving messages being left on the walls in bright red blood looking liquid that of course is later to be found out to be ketchup. The great fake blood alternative right. to ketchup. So one afternoon the girls are home when they start to hear knocking coming from the basement. So they grab knives and they go to investigate. And on one of the walls is a message saying, I'm in your room. Come and find me. Nope, nope, Steven nope, is nope, violently nope, shaking nope, his head. Nope, no. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> See ya. I'm out of here. I don't care We're if I'm moving out. I'm 15 at this point. I'm moving out. And then other messages were left behind that were saying, like, I'm back. Find me if you can. So, like, this dude is messing with these girls. This uh, this sounds like the perfect um, Scooby-Doo mystery right here. <laughs> Except a little bit creepier. Golly. So, one day, Brian, the girl's father, walks into Annie's room and finds another message on the wall that reads, Marry me. He then turns 
and finds Daniel in the room. He's wearing a dress and a wig, holding a hatchet, just casually. Brian and Daniel get into a little fight, but Brian ends up getting away. Uh, Sorry, Daniel ends up getting away. So Brian calls the police, and they do a search of the house. And that's when they find the crawl space and they find Daniel in the crawl space and discover that he's been living in there for the last two months. That's just, it's absolutely insane to me. I I can't get my, I can't get my head around that he was in the walls crawl space of that house for two months. I mean, honestly, never would have thought, never would have thought the walls live in the walls, never would have crossed my mind. Ever, even if I found the crawl space, never. But I uh, never, anyways. <laughs> so he was arrested and placed in a juvenile facility until October of 1987. So the month after he's released, he goes back to his robbery and robs two handguns from one of his neighbors. So that was the crazy part of the story. Like that was what happened before the murder. So now we'll get into the actual murder. I mean, that right there in the story, that could be a whole episode and we could just talk about this for right. like 30 minutes. And like I said, like these cases, all I all most of the cases we've done have been like, oh, this is a case about a kidnapping or whatever. And then it turns into much more than just a kidnapping. And this is much more than just a murder. Like this dude, you're wild. This is seven different. This is a seven layer <laughs> murder crime uh Dip. Dip, yep. <laughs> Thank you for filling that in for me. So, December 1st, 1987, now it's two months that he's been out of this facility. Daniel breaks into the home of Priscilla Gustafson, where she is home with her two kids, Abigail and William. We don't really know a lot of the details of how the murder went down, but the husband, Andrew, he gets home from work and finds his wife dead, having been shot multiple times at point-blank range, and both of the children were also killed, one having been drowned in the upstairs bathroom tub, and the other one being drowned in the downstairs tub. So a few towns over, Daniel kidnaps a woman in her car, but she's able to get away safely, and so she goes and reports him to police. Three days later, Daniel was found in a dumpster, where police took him in and inspected his clothes. They found a hair in his sock that matched Priscilla's daughter's Abigail. A year later, he was sentenced to three life sentences for the murders. Now, recently, on March 22nd in 2017, a resentencing hearing was held where Daniel asked for a reduction in his sentence. Now, at this time, there was a new law that allowed juveniles convicted of murder with extreme cruelty to ask for parole after they had been behind bars for a minimum of 30 years, basically trying to see if they could go out into society after they had done their had done this amount of time to see if they could better their lives but however a psychiatrist evaluated daniel and found that he was not remorseful whatsoever of the crimes that he committed so they did not grant him uh, that reduction of his time and he is still serving those uh, three life sentences well big round of applause to that psychiatric right that person because that's a good thing Right. That's I mean that's kind of crazy. I didn't I didn't even know that was a that was a law. Yeah. That you could that's 
Hmm. That's interesting. So one of those cases that thought was something and that it turns into this crazy thing. And unfortunately there's, you know, we have a lot of details about him living in walls, but we don't have a lot of details about the murder in and of itself. Um, but I mean, the dude was crazy. The dude oh, was wild. 100%. I mean, number one, not only do you break into this person's house, you've, you know, moved you stuff decide. around. Number Let's one, that's the main, that's the main thing to me of, okay, that's, this is check number one in the, in the psycho box. We're just going to move stuff around. We're not going to steal anything. Don't take anything. We're just going to move, move stuff it from around. from point A to point B. Number two, you get this girl's phone number just randomly out of a phone book and start calling her. Okay. Um, yeah. Number three, you, um, I'm just going to say this is the first iteration of Catfish. Right. I'm just going to go with that one. That's number three. Number four, the, the real nail in the coffin here, you... Uh, live in the walls of a house of a girl that you're interested in for two two months two months that's a long time to be in a i'm assuming these walls are like not very thin or you know th that they are very thin and you've got to like right like shimmy through it right Just, i mean yeah the amount of space that you would have in there is zero <laughs> So you're voluntarily living in there for two months. And the fact that he's not like even trying, I'm not saying that like if he was also trying to talk to her, like still, like in no way, shape or form is this okay. Right. But it's also like the fact that like he's not in his daily life trying to talk to this girl. He's only knocking on the walls and leaving ketchup messages everywhere the dude's ketchup just messages. wild it's a this is probably one of the more like wacky ones that we've done right so far i'm i'm amazed it's only taken us to 24 to get us to like a just like a, a brain boggler but i'm i'm pretty you know impressed is very much not the right word but I mean, he had some commitment to to stay oh, in these walls commitment for commitment for sure to to stay in the walls for two and a half two months. months. Goodness gracious! <sighs> but yeah, that's episode twenty four. Um, so we will take a break. We'll talk about our sponsor for this episode, and then we'll come back with our Florida Man Minute. All right, now we are going to do our Florida Man Minute. This is where we Google a random date along with the words Florida Man, and we just laugh about the article that we find. All right, so this one's kind of intense. I'm just going to give that warning. But so I'll, I'll start with my question as always. When you, and Tab is not here to defend herself, so it actually <laughs> works out pretty good for you in this Perfect. one. Um, what is the one thing, and we kind of touched on this a few episodes ago, but like, one thing that like it would just drive you nuts like if, if she was doing something what would be that thing okay i talk about this all the time but oh she uses every single one of my towels i know this is not the route you were going down but it drives me nuts i'm constantly doing towels because it's like anything she does she needs a towel for 
oh, it drives me bonkers. That's not the route you were going for, not the answer you were looking for. Not at for, all, but it's good. But that's my rant for today. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll go with that. So April 24th, 2019, um, the land Florida. Florida man stabbed nephew for hogging bathroom. Whoa. <laughs> Authorities say a 72-year-old Florida man repeatedly stabbed his nephew because he was taking too long in the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the the county sheriff's deputies and Deland police arrived Tuesday to find the 29-year-old victim was with wounds in his stomach and back. Golly. Uh, investigators said the victim lives in his vehicle in his father's driveway and that his father allows, allows him to use the bathroom. Uh, according to the report, he was about to get in the shower when his uncle, Dan Johnson, started banging on the bathroom door complaining he'd been in there for too long. Now I'm just going to say, I've been at houses that there's someone who is just constantly in the bathroom. Right. And, oh, it's, and, you know, but, you know, if you got to go, you got to go. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put that one out. There. I mean, I, I get it. I've never thought stab them. My mind goes to ice cold water, but my mind would have never <laughs> gone to stab them. So, uh, the victim said he opened the door and was stabbed repeatedly with a knife. Uh, Johnson told the, uh, told investigators the victim had taken a step toward him. Even still, if you'd taken a step. Oh my gosh. I I know we're like dead air right now, but it's just, it's mind boggling to me. Even, even if I, you know, I've, I've read this one a few times, um, the Daytona Beach News Journal reports Johnson was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon as being held without bond. The victim, however, is expected to survive. So, good note on that end. But, man, getting stabbed for uh, hogging the bathroom. People are wild. The fact that that is your first go-to. Grab a knife. You're taking too long. No. <laughs> Again, living in walls, stabbing people because of bathrooms, two things that I would have never thought. But here we are. <laughs> but here we are. Thank you, Florida. Now, I'll try and, you know, I, I try and f- try to find some some good ones, you know, some happy, I don't know, happy. Uh, right. Not, not stabbing. Not murdery. <laughs> I'll try and find one, uh, one for, for next week, but. This one just I I read through it. I kind of shook my head and did the old wait. Hold on, read it again and went. Yep, this is the one I've got to do this week. People amaze me. So, but yeah, I mean we're we're kind of short again this week. You know, apparently we can talk real fast now. <laughs> right. It's not like. Oh my gosh, we, when we first started recording, we'll throw back, for some reason, the first time we ever recorded anything, I talked like this, so slow, and so we've got little clippets of like bloopers saved on our computer, and for some reason I went through and looked at it, and I was like, why did I talk like that? And here we are now going a mile a minute. And we're like, dang, that was a pretty short episode. <laughs> so it, evolving. 
we're evolving Constantly. in our podcast and world. S- and speaking of evolving, we're going to be um, wrapping up. And most people don't do this, most podcasts. But you know what? I we're have, not normal podcasts. I have such a TV brain that I have to do it this week. I, I get my two cents every once in a while with Sam. And so we are going to be wrapping up this season, season one, um, here towards the end of August. So we are going to be off for about two weeks. And it was kind of funny, me and Sam were talking about, uh, between our, our little break here, we were talking about what we would do in those two weeks. Mm-hmm. And you just gave me the great idea of doing a little bonus clip blooper oh, episode. No. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to. <laughs> you, you've... Sam, you've spoken to existence, so that's <laughs> now what I'm going to be working on for the next month. Oh, perfect. So, but yeah, um, season two will start uh, that whatever around middle of September. Or so we still got oh, six more, yeah, se- six seven more episodes. episodes. So don't worry, we're not going to be going away. We just have so many ideas that we know that there's a lot of podcasts that don't do like a big season finale or anything like that but since we've started the podcast in february um we've just like we've said we've evolved and we've grown so much and our ideas and feedback that we've gotten from people so it's we've we want something like a season finale and then a season premiere to be able to introduce those changes and to introduce those kind of things besides just one day you come in and it's like a completely different episode from the episode before so that's kind of our idea in doing this so we're excited but yeah lots of um continuous improvement is what i always like to say so um you know, maybe some more fancier transitions, different mm-hmm. ad spots, different segments at the end, maybe. Maybe. So if you've ever wanted to let us know how you feel, now is the time. I mean, like you said, we still have about six or seven weeks before this is put into action, but we're looking at details now and finalizing details. So if you have, like he said, we're thinking about changing up segment at the end so if you have ideas if you just have any kind of feedback whatsoever like now is the time to tell us because we are making changes so if there's something that drives you crazy let us know um so that we can make that happen craig keep keep comments to yourself um but let us know your feedback and big things are coming and we're super excited so yeah, follow us on social medias at Crimeology Pod. We've got an email, crimeologypod at gmail.com. Um, give us five stars on Apple. It helps out. Um, yeah, big things coming, revol- evolving. We're excited. Evolving, revolving, whatever you want to say. Um, it's been a been a hot while since I've I've shouted out any um, specific regions. Canada, super proud of you guys up there. You guys are holding strong. You guys are like I mean, obviously the United, you know, obviously here in the United States, but Canada, congratulations! You've you've made it to the top of the international charts here with us. So, and for a while, for a long time, yes. you've held that position. Yes. So keep it up. Um, 
you guys are at a 7% listen. I'm challenging you guys to get it to 10. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> but yeah, just thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you guys for letting us create this little dream and being able to see it grow and be let it be able to come to a point that we have a season finale and that we're able to be as giddy again as we were when we first started the podcast. Um, so it's fun. It's like creating a whole new podcast again. It's so exciting. Um, but yeah, just thank you guys so much. And we'll keep you guys updated with changes and everything. And I'm not going to hijack the ending like I did <laughs> on the last one, even though it was so much fun. <laughs> it was 4th of July and the fireworks just, I've just, I was, did got, something I, got, to us. I got rammed up by the fireworks. <laughs> Uh, like always, this is Sam. This is Steven. And this is Primology. Bye.